Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Preparing your church for a transition, that is the topic of today's ReChurch, and we have a, uh, a good friend of ours, Pastor Dan Boyce. Welcome back. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah, so uh, those that listen to us regularly here at GFA Missions ReChurch podcast, uh, back in December the 12th, we posted a podcast with Pastor Dan Boyce, who's with us, as well as the, uh, another pastor he mentored, Pastor John Lashaway. So this is really a follow-up to that podcast. And what I want to do is Dan brought up a point at the almost at the very end of the podcast, and we didn't have time to launch into it, but it's an interesting point. And uh, Dan, this is, I'm going to mention it and then we'll launch into it. But you made the comment something like that uh, the church was not prepared, that if you had to mm-hmm. do over again, you prepared Pastor Lashaway, but you didn't do a, a job. Uh, a, you thought a satisfactory job on preparing the church. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what, uh, so I contacted Dan. I said, Dan, can we do a follow up? Because. Uh, the last podcast was great, okay, but there's also the need that applies to a greater um, church situation, that, that is preparing the church for a transition. Hmm. Okay, so uh, what initial thoughts do you have, and then we'll, we'll launch into the podcast on that. Well, um, what, one of the, of course, one of the problems that we're seeing today is churches are uh, so long in between pastors, you know, there's, I, I mean, there, I, I was familiar with a church up here that was six years without a pastor before, thankfully two churches finally um, merged. But, um, you know, th- that's, that's a problem. And, and I, I think that we as pastors need to do a better job, whether we're training our man or, or our own man or, uh, having a, a an intern, we we need to do better job as pastors preparing the church, you know, uh, for how to call the next pastor or will the next pastor come from within or you know. And I think sometimes we don't think about that, yeah. You know, and, and I think sometimes um, uh, uh, sometimes we just leave and and then the church is is in a mess, you know, and. Oh, that's think, not a good thing. You know, a church without a shepherd is is dangerous. Yeah. So Yeah, and the word uh often it's a quote from someone else, they're vulnerable. A, mm-hmm. a church without yes. an under shepherd. And of course Christ said uh he had compassion on the sheep there because mm-hmm. they were like sheep without a shepherd. Without a shepherd, right? Yeah, and of course we know that Christ is church belongs to Christ, so we want to be a good steward. So I think often the thought of transition comes up at the time someone is announcing he's leaving or announcing mm-hmm. he's retiring. And right. I know you've done a good job of thinking things through in advance. So, uh, Dan, where I want to start this first, um, in our discussion about the podcast, you, you made, you said one of the keys is, is distinguishing the difference between, you know, when you're mentoring someone, and you're preparing a church for transition, if the transition is going to be you leaving 
and the next man staying or the next man, um, you know, leaving and you're the one staying. So if if you can comment on on that and then we'll proceed from there. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, if, if I can go back to my time in Pine Island where, where pastor John is now, um, when I first went there, uh, it was uh, a, a church rescue. It was my first ministry. Um, I didn't know how to be a pastor, and they didn't know how to be a church, so we got along well. And uh, But seriously, um, you know, we were in the beginning just concerned about getting the church um, stable. functioning yeah. and, and getting the church stable and getting people in. And then, then I began to have a desire uh, to see uh, a, a young man come along that I could could train. Uh, personally, in my life, I was trained by my pastor in my home church. I, I I went into the ministry later in life. I was thirty when I was called into the ministry. I was thirty four when I went into the ministry, and so the pastor actually. Um, the pastor actually, you know, through the local Bible Institute, as well as what was called at that time, an apprentice pastor program. So I, you know, I guess in my DNA, right from the start was wired to train somebody. So I found uh, uh, John as, you know, all we, we talked about in the last time and, uh, and, and I was preparing John and, and I was wanting John to, um, uh, uh, you know, to come alongside and, and work with me. Um, and then as time went on, I, I never desired to leave Pine Island, but God began to work in my heart right. to call me to New Hampshire through a, a series of events. He called me to New Hampshire. And as that's going on and I'm trying to figure out that call, I, I, um, I realized that, you know, I'm going to be the one leaving. John is going to be the one staying. And I did, to a certain extent, prepare the church, um, but not good enough. You know, I, I told them, I preached, uh, you know, my parting message even was from Philippians 2, where Paul said, I have no man like-minded and, um, uh, you know, who, who shall naturally care for your state. So, so that is, uh, um, you know, not preparing them enough. I told the leadership, I, I, I worked with them. Um, and then I even told the congregation, but they didn't seem to, to get it. So that's the story there. Okay. So as we review back and, um, I think you went these steps, you said, anytime you, you start pastoring, the first thing you do is to pray, to be able to duplicate yourself. Right. All right. So you're praying to be able to mentor. And then you, I think the next step is you prepare. So right. you spent several years preparing Pastor Lashaway. And now where you are, you're doing the same thing. And then the next step right. is the, um, so you, you pray, you look for the man. I'm sorry. The second step is looking for the mm-hmm. man. And mm-hmm. then you prepare the man and then you transition. And so right. I think what you're saying, this podcast, we don't only talk about preparing the man, but preparing the church. Right. So when the transition comes, every you know, then you're nothing stops because, like you said, the church six years. We have found the average is about eighteen months now. Okay. Um, between between when an interim comes to an interim leaves, 
mm-hmm. that could vary. We know that varies on part of the country and the church and and some other things. So um, again, so the the key factors you just mentioned, there were some providential things that God brought in your life that led you to go to New Hampshire versus staying in New York. Right. All right. So we 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 got all that. All right, so as we look at preparing the church, so let's say you're leaving. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are some steps to prepare the church? I think you even mentioned to me even what you, the title you give to the man that may that, that you think is the next under shepherd. So walk us through that, Dan. Well, I, I learned um, from my experience at Pine Island you know, and, and, and the fact that it took the church two and a half years or so to decide to call John, I learned from that. So I was up here planting a church. It was a different ministry. Uh, we came up when we left Pine Island to plant Victory Baptist Church. We were there for almost five years. So then I came to, to Hill. And from the very start, um, actually, my, my Q&A time, mm-hmm. I told them, that I would be looking for a man, um, you know, to train and, and, and even possibly be my replacement. Not that, you know, it, it seemed kind of strange to some that I'm not even the pastor yet, but I'm talking about my replacement. So, you know, that led to some conversation and they, they saw my heart from the start. And, um, uh, so of course that, uh, prayed for a man, looked for a man, you know, uh, called that man. And, and for us now here in Hill, it was um, Andrew. And uh, um, so from the time that the church uh, saw God's call on him, we licensed him. Uh, we've we've referred to him as an associate pastor rather than assistant. I'm not against assistance and, you know, there are people that could be assistants, but, you know, in, in the type of ministry, you know, training him um, to replace me in the future, you know, we want to give him uh, the title of associate so that, uh, you know, folks would know that we're, kind of on the same level. Yes, I'm I'm still the pat senior pastor, but but he's more than an associate. All right, so and, uh, more than assistant, he's an associate. Right, yeah, okay. More than assistant, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and a lot of people some of the old language for those who may not be familiar, the word assistant meant assistant to the pastor. Right. Is the way I understand it, and then the word associate would be he is like a, a pastor of the church, just not the mm-hmm. lead pastor or the senior pastor. Right. So I think that is important. Now, all right, so as you are, are preparing the church, all right, so not only is the title important, mm-hmm. but I think, again, but you communicate, let me back up a minute, you communicate this from the very beginning. Right. That, and I think that that is wise uh, to do that. So the church had mm-hmm. a mindset, you know, because most of us think, okay, oh, wow, we got a senior pastor, I, we can relax. <laughs> Right. You know, and we're good for the next 30 years. <laughs> so I think this this gives the idea, okay, because really, and, and Dan, I think we talked about this before, the philosophy should be either we're training our next pastor for, you know, for Hill Village here, I mean, where you mm-hmm. are now, or we're training the ne- this guy to go somewhere else. So right. regardless right. of whether he goes or stays, we're in the mentoring. God has called us to mentor. Correct. And, and also, I, I won't say – 
every single congregation meeting, but in, in most of our congregation meetings, there also is updates about my mentoring. And, you know, it's also a good time to re- remind the people why I'm mentoring them, you know, because there, there are people who have come to the ministry since my original call and they yeah. need to be, you know, also brought into the loop and up to speed on why I'm doing this, why we're doing this as a church. So what do you think you know, if nothing else make sure like at your annual business meeting where you're casting the vision for the next year? I mean, that mm-hmm. would be a natural point, right? Right. Okay. Right. So you can do it as well as other times. That's good. All right. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you another question. So, um, the title again, um, is more than simply a word. But also, I think you have been intentional about some of the activities you did with to prepare the church. Again, not only preparing mm-hmm. the man, but so what activities did you, uh, within the context of the church, what activities is Andrew now doing, the current man's going to take your place, or did, did John Lashaway do? What were some of those? As I stated with the... In the, in the previous podcast, you know, we gave John opportunities to teach and to preach and, uh, um, you know, to lead some things, um, meetings and whatnot. But, but here, uh, what, what I've done to even uh, improve on, on that model is, is, you know, we prepared Andrew for his ordination. So okay. the church actually knew that Andrew was being prepared to be ordained. And so there, there was that, there was that training. Uh, I gave him opportunities like John to teach, to preach, um, gave him opportunities to run uh, deacons meetings, um, uh, congregation meetings. Um, he yeah. has done a couple of weddings Okay. Uh, wow. you know, and, and so just get him involved and out front in, uh, of the people in every aspect of the ministry. So the church know. is seeing this transition taking place. Yes. All right. Yeah. So yeah. what about the Lord's table and baptism? What about those? Um, he has recently done some baptisms okay. and also has led, uh, the Lord's table also. All yeah. right. So following up with that, so was there a was there, I mean, I know you prepared them from the beginning, but so I guess my question is this, and I had a phone call about this yesterday, Dan. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so the transition is starting. It, when when do you, two things. All right, so when do you announce it to the congregation? Okay, just, I, I, I mean, time frame. And then how do you announce it? Okay, well, you know, the, it, it, it started in a congregation meeting after conversations that I had with Andrew and time okay. with him. You know, we were announcing it to the congregation that, you know, we were going to vote on um, Andrew coming on as an associate. Of course, we've spoke with the deacons prior to all of this. And, uh, um, you know, so we went to the congregation uh, and and we voted. Um, You know, he had already been out front uh, a bit. uh, So it wasn't a surprise to the church. Right. And then as that developed. Um, you know, and then especially from that time to his ordination, you know, um, you know, the church was becoming much more aware of God's call on Andrew's life. And, um, 
Uh, I gave him opportunities to teach series in Sunday school. I gave him opportunities to preach series, you know, even in the morning okay. messages and whatnot. And and I know that's something that's difficult for some guys, you know, to give up the pulpit. But <laughs> if we're serious about training people, we have to be willing to do that, you know. And, and the congregation uh, must be willing to listen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Well, that's good. All right, so Dan, um, another call this week. I need your advice to the church's own. Um, a church was going forward. They had a man inside, and it came time to do what you're saying here to you know go to the next level of really announcing a transition. And there was tremendous pushback. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, advise leadership of churches and mm-hmm. pastors. What would be your recommendation? Because that's not happened that I know of with you, but this is reality that you have right. invested. The church has said, okay, for the time being, yeah, I see this. But all of a sudden, Dan, this pushback comes. What, what, what do you do? Well, there, I mean, pushback does come. You know, pushback came in Pine Island when I was telling them I was leaving, you know, some of them were saying, no, you can't leave, you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and there was some pushback here. So, you know, you, you bring those people aside in the office, you talk to them, uh, you instruct them from the word, you know, what this is. Um, I, I don't know the situation of the church that you're talking about. You got the, the call from, but, but I think it's a process, you know, it's not just suddenly, here's the man, you know, but, you know, as you're praying, as you're looking, you're giving that person opportunity to get him out front of the congregation, you know, and um, I, I like, I, I, you said it the last time, and I don't remember who you quoted, but, you know, uh, you quoted a, a, a man that said, uh, we're just all interim pastors, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, that's true. You know, the church was around, uh, both churches I pastored were around um, multiple years before I got here. And if the Lord tarries, you know, the churches will be here after. Yeah. And, and so we need to be careful. Um, one of the, the, the sad things sometimes is, is people follow the man, you know, uh, and, and, and I understand that sometimes. Maybe you've led them to the Lord. And, you know, as pastors, we've walked through some dark valleys with members of our congregation. And there's a natural love and affection for your pastor, which which is a great thing, you know. But but at the same time, it could be a dangerous thing because, you know, the Lord could call that pastor home. And then there is right. that, you know, there isn't another Pastor Dan. There isn't another pastor whomever. And, you know, so I, so I think we need to slowly introduce, you know, this to the church uh, and maybe this particular man to the church and just give him that introduction, that slow introduction, and then give him more and more uh, responsibility and deal with the pushback when it comes, you know. Yeah. From what I know of the situation I described to you, they did not do what you just said. You said mm-hmm. slowly, slowly introduce the man you know, and I think in this in this case, the pastor said, "Okay, I need to retire, and here's your next pastor." Right. And he was on staff, but no one, the church wasn't prepared. 
Right. And and then the church split as a result of that. So I think the key yeah. word was what you just said slowly. Now, as far as the quote, every pastor's an interim pastor, that mm-hmm. comes from the book Next, N-E-X-T, about pastoral succession. And that's okay. we, William Vanderblumen and Bird, just for those okay. if you want to go read the book. It is a good book. Yeah. On, on It deals with more maybe larger churches. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason I think what you offer so valuable is you pastor the average church versus a church mm-hmm. of a thousand. Okay. Right. right. All yes. right. So let me ask you this, Dan, um, mm-hmm. in preparing the church, uh, you've already said you can do this slowly. It's good. You know, it intentional, but there will be a different shepherding style. There will be a different preaching style. There will be a different leadership style. Right. So, is there anything um, you can advise churches and leaderships in churches as they prepare for this next under shepherd who is going to be different? Okay. He mm-hmm. is. And praise the Lord. <laughs> we're not, you know, uh, what would you advise? How do you, how do you tell the leadership to prepare for that? Well, uh, if in my case with, with John and with Andrew and, and starting with some uh, younger guys here now, uh, you know, I, I go and I remind them of, of uh, Philippians two, you know, right. verse nineteen, where where Paul says, "But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that as I also may be of good comfort when I know your state, for I have no man like minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are." Jesus Christ's, but ye know the proof of him that as a son with the Father, he hath served me in the gospel. Him therefore I hope to send presently as soon as I shall see how it will go with me. So even though there's a difference, there's a similarity also. You, you understand what I'm saying? I you do. know, but, but but as a different leadership style, if if you let him lead, they will see that different style and then get used to it. If you uh, a different shepherding style, if you let him shepherd, you know, they will be used to that. And, uh, and then a different preaching style, let him preach. And, um, um, uh, and and again, the, there's also opportunities where you see, if you see a shortcoming in the man, your trainings, shepherding or leadership, you know, you deal with that as well. Good. And the congregation is um, uh, also getting used to that style. Good. Okay. And, and that's something I've heard, you know, um, it, it, you know, well, Pastor Andrew, he's not Pastor Dan. That's true. He's not, yeah. you know, and well, he, he runs a meeting very different than you. It, it's true. He does. But but we're getting the accomplishing the same thing. Sure. We're just getting there from, so it, it's working on both ends, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate when, when I transitioned out and um, one of my sons took the ministry, the man that really kind of mentored me, uh, pastor William sin out of right now he's in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So the church brought him in for the transition message. And he mm-hmm. said this, which I thought was so wise. He challenged the congregation to let my son be who he is. And mm-hmm. therefore, you know, you have to let him lead. So you should expect some changes because of leadership style. Right. And I thought of everything that could be said that day. 
mm-hmm. that was you know that was the key uh, of of that. So I think so I think again as you are preparing the church for transition, I think everything you said is so valuable that he is going to be different. And and the passage you read is great. So all right, so you're you are leaving. All right, now what would you do? If you're staying and you're sending the man out, how would you prepare the church to be losing? I say losing. I, I like to word, use the word investing, okay? Mm-hmm. But they have mm-hmm. poured all this energy and maybe some money into salary, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's time, you know, all right, it's not time for me to leave. I mean, you you went through the what God used in your heart to leave New York, Pine Island, New York, to go to New Hampshire. But let's reverse mm-hmm. the tables, okay? So mm-hmm. you've got a church leadership invested time, money, effort, prayers. They have looked, they have prayed, they have trained, but now it's mm-hmm. time to send that man out. Mm-hmm. So how do you prepare the church to invest in somebody else and not have the idea that, oh, no, he's ours, we can't let him go? Right. Well, I mean, that's an exciting that's an exciting time for a church. It's like a church sending a, a missionary, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. somewhere. And, um, you know, this this is – it, you know, we're, we were, we're training him for the work of the ministry. Maybe that ministry is with us, uh, or maybe that ministry is somewhere else. And, and, and again, through that process, we're going to know if he's staying or, or going on. And we would work with the congregation through that and then also keep them, um, keep them excited about this training opportunity and have another man in the wing, so to speak, you know, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to do this again. You know, um, one of the the differences and, and I I think with me, the more urgency now than when I first started in the ministry in this stage of my life, you know, I'm, I'm almost 30 years older. Mm. So I'm, you know, I, I feel great. I, I'm 60. I'm not planning on retiring. But, you know, uh, realistically, I don't have as much time now yeah. as I had then. Sure. So there's yeah. there's a little bit more, yeah. uh, I don't want to use the word urgency, but but important. Sure. You know, it, it's important that that we do have this uh, uh, this ready. So, you know, there are different situations. Sometimes you're training a man to go. Sometimes you're training a man to stay, and and in all of that training, we we can't forget, you know, the training of the leadership and the congregation as well. You know. All right. So as we celebrate the man leaving, right? Okay. I think and I'm just using your words. Mm-hmm. Right? We have been praying for the next man, right, mm-hmm. and then looking for the next man. Mm-hmm. So I think if we think this again, Second Timothy two two is where we started this podcast back in December. Yeah. So I think that is a continual link of one after the other, after the other, after the other. So I think a church should celebrate sending those out versus getting Mm -hmm. possessive and okay, what are we going to do now? Well, let's trust and and train the next man. Right. All right. So go ahead. Cause also one, one of the, the, the needs in the area where we are, is the needs of pastors. I'm sure that's a need in a lot of places, you know? So, so with the, 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 the Bible Institute that we have, as well as, you know, the training, you know, the, the church knows we're training men for the work of the ministry. 
you know, these two guys that I'm working with now that are at very early stages, I don't know what the Lord has for them and where, where they will wind up, you know, but, um, the Lord reveals that as, as you go on, you know, and, and, uh, so, yeah, um, and- somebody had once, once said to me, and, and I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, don't let the urgent crowd out the important, Yeah, you know, and I think it's important for us to train men. Um, but a lot of times there's urgent things that come and, and we got to make sure we're, we're training men. That's, and, and the congregation, right, you know, so, which is the, you know, what this podcast yeah. is about. So I think this, I'll put this challenge out there. You can comment, then we'll wrap it up. All right. So if you weren't in our last podcast, so Dan pastors in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And so there, he has a burden for New Hampshire. So what you just heard him say was a burden God has given him and he's developed for churches across New Hampshire, New England, if I can put it greater that do not have pastors. All right, so how, I guess my question would be, how do you challenge a pastor to get a burden for his Jerusalem, his greater state? Mm-hmm. And how would you, he, he's so wrapped up, and he has to be. He's trying to survive Sunday sure. to Sunday. So right. what would you recommend a man to be able to gain a type of vision beyond his simply his church is, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you had family in New England and all that, but what would you advise a man to, of how to gain that vision for his church to be a, a, a church that can be a blessing to his whole area? How would you, how can a man do that, Dan? Well, I realize that, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm blessed in this ministry here in Hill, um, you know, where, we're financially stable. We're a lot, we're able to bring a couple of guys on staff, which, you know, in previous churches, I've, I've not had that. And I realize even up here in New Hampshire, it's very common for some pastors to be bivocational. And, you know, so, so it is a challenge. Um, but, but I think you need to pray because it is such a challenge. You know, being one man, doing everything, doing, uh, even having to work, you know, having a man come alongside for you to train also helps lighten your load. Yes, yes yeah. it causes a- another thing to do in the training aspect of that. But after a while, you know, that will pay off. The fruit of that will be someone to help you in the ministry, Amen. you know, so um and and I had I found that in 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 New York with with John, you know, I found that his coming on board. Yes, it was a sacrifice. We talked about the early mornings. It was a sacrifice, but after a while, that sacrifice began to bear fruit. You know, John was able to to do more, and that lightened my load, which allowed me to do more in my Jerusalem. You know, and. Uh, you know, a lot of times you see these these big churches and some of these big churches have, you know, um, uh, colleges there. And, and so they have all those college students to help them go out on visitation and do all this stuff. Of, of course, they can do what they do. Well, you know, we're probably never going to have that here in New England, but but we can do it on a smaller, you know, train a couple of guys. They wind up helping you. 
So, so, you know, the advice would be, you know, make that sacrifice because it will pay off. It will help you, you know, to reach your Jerusalem, you know, and then maybe those guys will stay or maybe they can go off to an area not too far from the church. And then, you know, you can have a, a more of a regional impact, you know, uh, when uh, another church is planted, you know, that's great. Well, Dan, thanks, my brother. You've been a great asset, uh, and really, you've addressed some things that it's 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 different because so many churches are not duplicating themselves, and we pastors, you know, for some reason, we've lost that vision to mm. train the next generation. So, you've been very kind to take the time. Thank you. Thank uh, you again. That's Pastor Dan Voice, and right now he's at Hill Village Bible Church in New Hampshire. You yep. can check out their webpage. I have it up on my screen right now. So again, thank you so much. And I trust that God will use this and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Amen. Thank you, brother, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.